Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for uh, the 1st of April. April 1st. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe we're through with March already. I know, and now it snows. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Yeah, well. Show number 173, it's the uh, Hammer Down Racing Report presented by Oakshade Raceway. Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Be sure to like us, follow us, do whatever you need to do. It's at Hammer Report on Twitter. Follow us uh, there on YouTube to search Hammer Down Racing Report. You'll find us. Jerry's getting his groove on there. Tonight on the show, Colin Shipley will be uh, joining us. Uh, he's actually on the phone. Unless my phone hung up on him. Hopefully he's still there. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks like he's still there. We'll bring him up here in a second. What? Uh, what, what about that other guy? And uh, Rick Eshelman is scheduled to be joining us. Oh, uh, okay. I talked to him right after the show last week, and uh, he called me again Tuesday. Um, so <laughs> we'll talk about that a, a little bit later. Uh, I believe both uh, those gentlemen, <laughs> both of our guests, are over at uh, Farmer City tonight, and uh, we'll talk about Ooh, why yeah. that is as well. Uh, we're going to push the racing roundup back just a little bit. We'll we'll get to uh, Colin, but first, but first, uh, I want to give a shout out to Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race, racing every Saturday night, starting on April twenty fourth, with the Bill Reckner Memorial, and uh, they're going to have the late models for this Bill Reckner Memorial. Something that's a little bit different. Thank you, uh, thank you, Ron. We'll, we'll get that taken care of. Boom. Oh, what, Jer- What, what, Scott? Oh, oh, look. Yeah. So late model sportsmen, bombers, and compacts opening night, April twenty fourth. Uh, everything else pretty much uh, the same. As I'm far sad as I'm going to miss it, Gates. I'm sad you're going to miss it too because now I got to find somebody to help me. I still need to do that. Still trying to get oh, my car together. Done that yet. I got a I got a lot of stuff going on right now. Oh my gosh! I just talked to Alan today about getting some graphics done, so we're getting there. <laughs> um, how about we uh, kick things off here with uh, with Colin Shipley? I guess he's fresh out of his car. Colin, you there? Yeah. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, hey, Colin. So well, just, uh, before we get it, ran in and got my phone. Say that again. I just got out of the car and then ran in and got my phone. <laughs> I didn't realize how late it was. We got an hour time there. Oh, that's right. Uh, over there in Illinois, Farmer City. Uh, what time did you get there this afternoon? Oh, I don't know. Probably three. Okay. Have you run? Have you run uh, Farmer City before? Uh, I've only ran it once, and it was actually my first race for the 604. All right. How'd you do? Oh, I broke. We didn't do too well. <laughs> well, you've been kind of on a, a hot streak as uh, as of late, the start of this season. Um, I mean, you've been traveling around. You went down south uh, and uh, past a couple weekends at, at Attica. Tell us, uh, tell us what you've been up to early this season so far. Thanks. Um, we decided early on we wanted to go down to Florida, and I was just hoping we could make the show at a Southern All-Stars race. And we ended up starting 15th Friday and finishing 6th, and then Saturday we uh, we started 7th and finished 7th. And then after that, we decided to head back locally by Attica, and we started 4th and finished 3rd in that feature. And then the next feature, we started 1st and finished 7th. So that's not too bad. And you got a, a heat race win there. What was that? This past weekend? 
Yep. So, um, how far off is that first feature win for you in a late model? Hopefully it's not too far. It'd be nice if we could get one this weekend with the World of Outlaws. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's, not a tall, that's not a tall task if, or anything. You got, Colin, if you got to win this weekend, would that change your schedule for the summer, your plans for the summer? Uh, I don't know. It might. <laughs> what what as of, as of right now what are your plans for the summer we're not quite too sure we um we're not sure if we want to try and go for a championship locally or if we want to run the merit tri-city deal okay so you kind of you kind of have the rusty schlank philosophy uh, of uh i'll see how i feel in the morning and, and figure out where i'm going from there pretty much first gonna start off the season and see what i'm if i'm doing too good and and points locally to leave and go to Michigan, then we'll just try and see what works its way out. All right. What kind of what kind of equipment are you running there? We have a domination race car with Swift Springs powered by a Mullins LS7. All right. Is this uh, is this the same thing you have been running, or is this different this year? Nope. This is the exact same thing as the end of last year. All right. So what what do you attribute the the change in success to start out the year for, from last year? Not that you, not that you were doing bad last year, but you know, um, we fixed the driver. The driver was a real big issue. Yeah, <laughs> no, learned I don't, a lot. I don't believe that you 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 did a, a really good job last year, especially in Oakshade. You know, logging laps, getting faster each and every week. But you know, just come out of the gate this year, swinging that well in top tens right off the bat. How does that make you feel? That you're getting ready for the season to start locally. That makes us really excited for this season. We're ready for uh, Oakshade to open up and see how we can do back home. Now, uh, some of them, that, some of our listeners that may not be familiar with you, you're just uh, you're 15 now, right? Yep. And you've been doing this for how how many years? Have you been driving a late model now? Two, I believe. Well. Two and five races. Okay. I was thinking it was somewhere more, a little more than two, but uh, I mean, yeah. So you've been doing this, what, since you were uh, 12, 13 years old? Yep. All right. Getting, getting a head start. I mean, um, you, by the time you're 20, you're going to be ready to retire, I think. He'll have no, I don't want to retire at 25. <laughs> what were you saying, Ron? Colin, Colin, what are you doing to keep your mom settled down when you're racing with Rusty? What what are you telling well, her? That'll make her. It'll, How do you keep your mom calm when you're ra- you racing talk? against Rusty? Is is what he wants to know. Um, I don't know. I don't know how crazy she is when I'm racing with Wayne. <laughs> I hear. I just hear what she tells me. I don't know how much of it's true or not. But did do, 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 do you tell her anything to tr- try and calm her down before you guys go out on the track and are and are racing against each other? Um, not really. Okay. Kind of just give her a candy bar and tell her it'll be all right. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, hey, love you. Have a Snickers. <laughs> so, I mean, you got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, talent behind you in your racing. Uh, who, who would you say uh, some of your biggest influences are uh, on your racing style? Um, well, it's definitely my parents. I mean, between having Rusty, who's a full-time professional driver, and my dad, who's got in a car before. We, he's uh, gotten in a car before. He's <laughs> done a little more than that. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, he's, he's one. Mm-hmm. He's not 
he's not professional though. He's, okay. He does pretty good. Any, anybody he else? Always, that's a, that's a big influence uh, on your racing. Well, I, I gotta say something now before my dad kills me. He, um, okay. he he does pretty good. He always beat me. I don't think I beat him once in a heat race. But um, other than that, influence wise, I mean, I, I watch all the top guys every week. What I do during study hall, I probably shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> so, so you watch, watch videos of Scott Hammer and the Ocho, right? What was that? You watch a lot of videos of Scott Hammer in the in the Ocho. Yep. Yeah, that's where you learn yeah, what not to do. <laughs> that's where you learn what not to do. Um, so do, do you feel any extra pressure, you know, having having Matt and uh, and Rusty behind you there? Do you have a, do you feel uh, like you got some expectations to live up to? Not yet. Um, I think I will once I start running better. Right now, I just I'm just focused on learning and trying to consistently finish. All right. How did you come up with uh, the number 44? Why is that your number? Um, well, I just copied my dad. We were going to run, since we were Team Shipley Racing, we were just going to run the same number, and then I was going to have S at the end. And then we had inverted colors. So he was black with orange, and I was white with orange. And then when he stopped racing to help my team, we, um, we just kept the number. So speaking and of, I think, oh, go ahead. I think he got it from his first bomber. Like the first car he bought already had the already had the numbers on it, and he just stuck with it. <laughs> that works. Is is your dad uh, uh, done racing, uh, or is, uh, is, is will he ever get back in a car again? Um, I don't think he's ever going to get his own car, but I think he's definitely going to step in my car a few times this year. All right, and, and you're gonna you're okay with that? A uh, couple times a year, just enough to where I'm like, all right, well, you can you can do it. You, I guess you own it, but just don't wreck it. And, yeah, and don't mess up my championship uh, hopes if if you're running for a championship anywhere. Just don't scratch it more than I do. So he can tear off the whole side and be fine. So what what's your uh, long term aspirations as far as racing? I mean, you're already at uh, a pretty high level with with the late model. Uh, is that where you see yourself for the uh, unforeseen future here? I mean, or uh, you, do you have aspirations to maybe advance uh, up uh, to to maybe like the World of Outlaws or uh, ARCA, you know, or NASCAR or IndyCar, whatever? What, where, where do you see yourself maybe 10 years from now? Um, my dream will always be in the late models and running a Lucas or World of Outlaw tour. But I wouldn't, I'd be open-minded to running like anything above that, like, if we were to get into the Xfinity series or anything, I would, but my heart would always be with the late model and Lucas. What else have you run besides uh, the late model? Um, I've only ever ran a cart in a late model. We never really had any uh, step-in cars. You know what I mean? Like we never progressed. Rusty had, it was cheaper for us to use parts that Rusty already had to build a, a crate late model. So I've only ever ran a, a clone cart and a, and a late model. So you didn't have any bad habits to unlearn from like running a front wheel drive or something. So, you I mean, you start off in the late model and that's where you're honing your skills, right? Actually, I did race a quarter midget once for Chad White, but I, um, I still had bad habits from cart cart 
the only issue with them is they don't have any uh, roll steer, so you don't you don't really counter steer, and you have to uh, barely move the wheel. And that was a big issue the first season in the late model is you have to move the wheel. Yeah, those damn wheels, pain in the butt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they get in the way sometimes. <laughs> So, how how would you feel about running uh, an asphalt series or running on asphalt? Are you I would, married to dirt? I would definitely try it. Like I would, I would try anything. I don't know if I would switch to asphalt unless it was a higher ranking than like the World of Outlaws. What about a sprint car? Uh, sprint car on dirt or asphalt? Either way. Um, I would try anything. My mom's gonna kill me if I say yeah. But I would, uh, I would race any. All right. How 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 supportive has your your mom been? I mean, I mean, she's there behind Rusty, and uh, and now I I see a, a lot of her uh, supporting you. Yeah, she's super supportive. She um she helps all the time. She sells my t-shirts for me, and sometimes she's not even able in the pits and hang out with me while I'm racing because she's out selling t-shirts. So. I would say she's probably as supportive as they get for mom. So who does she root for when when uh, you're racing Rusty? Is she rooting for you or, or Rusty? Um, I'm not sure. You'll have to ask her. She's standing here right next to me. Well, just ask her. Just ask her. Definitely Colin. Definitely Colin? Okay. I figured that would be the choice. That's Rusty would probably understand. I'm not going to tell him she said So uh, you guys are, are running uh, the the Illini 100, which is uh, t- tonight's just practice, right? Yep, tonight's just practice. Tomorrow, I want to say is mother. How much is tomorrow to win? Six thousand, and then Saturday is twenty, right? Yeah, I saw twenty thousand total to win. So uh, you're gonna pocket hmm. all that, right? Hopefully, we're gonna try. <laughs> how much of that would you get to keep? Zero. Zero. Does it, all, does it all go to the car owner? Uh, it all goes back to the car. Oh well, you can buy a lot of car with that. Or a decent amount. I'd, I'd make sure. I'd make sure re- renegotiate that contract for twenty twenty two. And a lot of drivers are getting thirty five, forty percent. There you go. <laughs> um, I'll talk them into it. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many? What's that? But I might need your guys' help. All right, we'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many uh, late models are there right now? Any idea? Oh, I have, no, I have no clue. There's too many to count. Uh, who would you be most satisfied in beating this weekend, other than Rusty? I would be happy just to make the show this weekend, but um, other than Rusty, yeah, that's hard. I don't know. I don't know really. If I could just any of these guys is really an accomplishment for me. It's going to be a win in my book if I can just make the show here. All right. Uh, how uh, how far out do you uh, plan to travel this? I mean, I know you said you don't really have a plan yet this year, but, I mean, how far out are you guys, uh, like, willing to go? I know Illinois is a little bit of a haul out there, but not too bad. But um, I think Florida was it. We were, that was pretty far. Um I think that'll probably be the longest trip of the year. Okay. And what's uh, what's the most what's the best advice uh, Rusty's uh, given you as far as driving goes? Um, 
That one's hard too. You asked hard questions. What was that? I say Scott's looking for driving tips, so don't give away too much. <laughs> <laughs> don't give out my secret. Um, you're asking really hard questions. I would probably say more throttle. Usually, I'm not on the gas enough early on, and then later in the night, I'm on the gas too much. All right. So, try throttle control is the, the biggest thing I've learned not to well, I mean, we've seen you progress uh, over just the, the past couple of years, and uh, uh, hopefully we get to see you out at Oakshade this, this summer. Do you have any plans at least uh, hitting Oakshade once or twice? Yeah, I think we plan on running Oakshade a lot, and that's going to be our filler for if we don't run the point. So if we decide to go up to Merritt and Tri-City, whenever we're not racing that, we'll probably race Oakshade. All right. It, uh, I've talked to people that have won championships at Oakshade that uh, had said that they don't, they're not planning on running a full season at Oakshade and doing other things, and then they start off the season and do well, and they're in the top one, two, three in points, and they end up running the whole season. Is that is that a possibility? Could that happen? Yeah, that's a possibility. We, um, we might run for a championship at Oakshade, but we're not sure. It really just depends on how we're doing in points after the first couple of nights. All right. Well, you got a few weeks to figure it out, and uh, and you know what they we say about our guests. I know you've been on the show uh, with with your dad uh, when we were back in the studio a few years ago, um, but so I don't know if you remember this. But usually, when we have guests on the show, they go on and win their next race. So uh, no expectations, uh, but we expect that feature win tomorrow night. Why'd you have to tell me that? <laughs> Should have told me that after. No. I thought no, that's why you wanted to no come pressure, on the show. No pressure there, Colin. No pressure. Yeah, now if I don't live up to that, it's, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Okay. I'm well, willing, it's the I'm, hammer down racing report. I'm willing to uh, accept that uh, responsibility, but I'm sure you're going to do uh, well this weekend. Uh, I, you're gonna up against some pretty stout competition, but, uh, I mean, you're going to probably pick up some things from the best out there, not that you – don't already with uh, with the people you have behind you, but uh, uh, we wish you a lot. Are you going to go back out on the track uh, again tonight, or are you done? Um, I think we're waiting until it flickens up a bit. I ran in the mud. It was wide open. We're hauling the mail right now, so I think we're going to wait until the track flickens up a little bit, and then we're going to send it out one more time. I don't like running the mud. Well, whenever we do hot laps, I always go out and try to win hot laps, so... Uh, you go out there and make sure you win practice tonight. All right, right, will do. Hopefully I don't lose practice. That'll be a really bad time. Yeah, don't do that. That's it. All right, Colin, we, we appreciate the time, and uh, good luck out there in Illinois. Thanks, guys. Um, I would just like to thank a couple people first before I go. Oh, go ahead. Um, I'd like to thank my parents and my grandparents for helping making this possible, and I got to thank my crew guy, Colin Estel. I got to thank a couple of sponsors. I'd like to thank Domination Race Cars, Dominator Race Products, Speed Chart Graphics, DP Racing Tools, Schaefer Specialized Lubricants, Velocity USA, Swift Springs, and some racing equipment. Was this written down? Maybe. <laughs> or, was this might have. Or, or were you looking at the car? I mean, that's a popular thing to do. Just look at the car. Um. I did that Tuesday, and I still forgot some, so I had to write it down. All right. Well, that's all right. I mean, it's better to have it written down and not miss anybody. 
Yeah, You're I missed a couple. Already. I got in trouble. You got in trouble. Well, that's that's one of those things that uh, that you learn, I guess. I wouldn't know because I haven't been in Victory Lane or talked to anybody and had to thank my sponsors. I also don't have any sponsors, so that makes it easy. Yeah, I had to practice on the way here. You wouldn't let me do anything until I practiced for like ten minutes. I just had to keep going over it. <laughs> you were on. And the- I you, you were on Horsepower Happenings uh, earlier this week, too, weren't you? Uh, did you did you get all the sponsors there? No, that's when I missed them. Oh! I, uh, I failed. Oh, I missed two. And then I, my dad... You messed it up on their show. <laughs> yeah. After that, I wrote them down. So I, right. I planned them down for that, and then I started eating dinner, and then I got the phone call. I'm like, oh, God, I forgot. <laughs> All right, Colin. Well, uh, good luck over there in Illinois, and uh, we'll see you uh, around here uh, once uh, once we get a little bit more racing closer to home, and I'm sure we'll probably see you at Attica again. Obviously not tomorrow, but that's another story. Thanks, guys. Yep. See you. See you, Colin. Scott, the, Colin, oh, wait, Colin you, you still there? Somebody wants to know. Uh, he's gone. Oh, somebody wanted to know where he's racing Saturday night. Uh, he's going to be at Farmer City. Okay. Farmer City, that is, uh, t- well, tonight's practice, tomorrow night, uh, as he said, what, 6,000 to win, six, and then... Six, 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 to win. six grand, 20 on Saturday. Then the main event is uh, Saturday night. So, yeah, him and uh, Rusty are both out there competing there in that World of Outlaw deal. And uh, the voice of the World of Outlaws, Rick Eshelman, should be joining us. Uh, hopefully he didn't forget or account for the time change. I might have to send him a message here in just a little bit. I told him actually he's having more car problems. I told him that, uh, that, you know, that we were going to push him back to uh, 745 as he's going to be our secondary guest. And, uh, he, I, I talked to him for about a half hour after the show last week. Apparently what happened was with his, his car trouble, they were in the parking lot of Texas roadhouse and it was a downpour, I guess. And they were they had their little thing, their little beeper thing, waiting for their table. And it, they were in the car so long with it idling that apparently whatever car he had has some kind of thing that's an idle shutoff. I don't know. Maybe he's making – Ron, is this a real thing, or is he making things up? It wasn't April uh, Fool's Day when he told me this. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. How, how, how sophisticated could a – 1985 Chevy Citation B. I, I think this was a, uh, a, I think this was a, a, uh, a rental car. But uh, anyway, ah, okay, well, he couldn't get knows? it to start, and then at the same time that happened, it was time for their table to be ready, and uh oh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can finish the story because right there he is. <laughs> We were talking about you, Rick. Uh, yeah, my ears were burning. <laughs> so anyway, so apparently he, he, had, he had to go in and finish. Miller. He had to go and eat, and, and he couldn't call or talk to us last week because he was busy dealing with, with the cart thing. Yeah. Now, hang on. There's a story behind this. I just told the story. Yeah, yeah, you told the story. Now, I'll tell the truth. I actually had <laughs> He told his version. Everybody being in the racing business knows enough about cars to get by without being dangerous. Have you ever heard of a car that has a 45 minute idle shut off on it? I just asked Ron that. 45 minutes, the, doing it. the car will shut off after 45 minutes of idling. Supposedly that and is what a Nissan re- does. <laughs> I did not how did you reset it? 
Uh, you let it sit for two hours, eat your steak, come out, and it starts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Only I don't you, make my stuff friend. Up. It happens. Uh, Rick Eshelman, voice of the World of Outlaws, and uh, you've done just about everything. You were voice of Toledo Speedway, Oakshade, Eldora, Milst, uh, Flag City, I guess it was. What Did you work at, was it when it was Millstream too? Are you driving? Yeah, Lima Land. Are you driving? I am. I don't think this, I am. I don't think this is safe. <laughs> um, actually, I have one hand on the wheel, one hand on the phone, one eye on the road, one eye on you guys. All right. Aren't you at Farmer City? This is great. Yes, I am. They are practicing right now, and uh, well over 30 cars there. It is very cold. Looking at the temperature gauge, guys, it's 38 degrees. Yeah, I like the hat. It's, it's very nice. We just talked to Colin Chipley, who's actually – just got off the track uh, practicing a, a few minutes ago. Yeah, it's a pretty good crowd. There's a lot of cars there. So there's some fans, and a lot of campers, and it's going to be a big weekend. So looking forward to uh, two nights of racing here in Illinois. And it's Farmer City's first race. Most of Illinois, it's their first race anywhere you go. So this is kind of a neat thing. All right. Well, let's. Uh, let's talk about you and your uh, announcing career, because like I said, you've announced all over our area and then have gone on to uh, World of Outlaws and other bigger and greater things. When and where did you actually get your start for, for announcing? Well, it's kind of an interesting story. Of course, I grew up around pavement, which back in the day was, you know, the racing to go to. Everybody knew about pavement. Dirt was kind of uh, a quiet thing that you knew about, and it grew so fast that it was amazing the way it took off. But uh, in 1979, April of 79, working at Flat Rock Speedway under the tutelage of ARCA and the late John Markham, the president of ARCA, the, their announcer didn't show up on opening night. And I had been practicing on a Panasonic cassette tape recorder. So Ron Miller, that's where Mr. Microphone actually came from. <laughs> and um, the announcer didn't show up that night. And they said, do you want to give it a shot? I said, yeah, I was hooked. And from there, you know what they say, the rest is history. All right. And uh, where? Rick, would that, have been Howard Will would that have been Howard Williams that was the announcer then? Yes, and he, Ron, is the reason I wanted to become an announcer. My dad started taking me to Flat Rock when I was three. By the time I was old enough to understand, you know, what racing really was at about age 10, from 10 to about 13 or 14, I sat in the grandstands as close to a speaker as I could because I wanted to be like Howard Williams. He is the reason that I'm announcing still today. Of course, many other reasons, Jack Pfeiffer and uh, Gary Lindahl and some of the ones that I grew up learning from and, you know, being around. But, yeah, Howard Williams was the reason. I think my dad has talked Very about good. him. And he was, he was a good announcer. Yeah, he was – to me, the best there ever was. So, you know, that's kind of what I, I wanted to be like him. So how did you get uh, to, to Millstream? I want to be like you, Miller. I said, how did you get to uh, to Millstream and, uh, and Oakshade and, and Toledo? It was kind of strange because, well, when I got, I was um, announcing, and then in 1981, I went in the U.S. Air Force in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and lo and behold, they have a dirt track there. Back then, it was called Grand Forks County Speedway, and my sergeant in the Air Force was a racer from Wisconsin, and he actually had a dirt late model that he brought to North Dakota, 
And lo and behold, every Friday night during the summer, we came in out of the missile field in time to go racing. So I announced my first dirt track for the first four years in North Dakota at what is now River City Speedway. But I got to be working for Uncle Sam and serve my country. And then at night, I got to call races in North Dakota. Nice. So then from there, came back to Michigan, went back to work at Flat Rock in Toledo, and started just getting out there. And um, Jack Pfeiffer offered me to come to Oaks. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Come back, Rick. Oh. All of a sudden, Rick has been replaced with Jerry Kieser. Well, looks you know, like- I kind of feel like Rick now after that story with all the tracks he's been. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. feeling the same way here lately. Oh, uh, well, I think we got we got him back here, sort of. I don't see a picture yet, but I'm here. There he is. All right, we got him back. Hey, there he is. So uh, Jack Pfeiffer from um, Toledo, who I worked with for a little, said we. I go. I announced at Oakshade. Why don't you come out and check it out? Ended up working at Oakshade, and then. Talked to Dr. Jarvis, worked a little bit at um, Lima Land Motorsports Park for a couple of years. And of course, uh, Paxton's Miller, you know, Bill Paxton real well. And he uh, wanted oh, me to yeah. over there and work there. And, and then uh, the best one, though, Scott, was I went to the banquet for Eldora in January of 2000. And Larry Bo said, why don't you come and check our banquet out? So I checked the banquet out. That night, Earl Baltus, after it was all done, said, hey, I'd like you to work for me next year. And I thought, oh, God, he wants me to sweep or pick up trash <laughs> like Larry Bowes did or maybe clean toilets. He said, our announcer won't be back. I'd like you to announce. And that really did it for me. You know, it's like, wow, the greatest promoter in all of dirt racing wants me to announce at his track. And it's like. I felt bad for Pam and uh, Terry because Oakshane was really good to me. And if it wasn't for them, I may not have extended my career. But um, I told Pam, she was a little upset at the time. I said, Pam, I've got a great replacement. And, of course, Ron, yours truly, sitting right there, took over. And he's been there ever since. So he may be the greatest announcer Oakshane's ever had. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm sure you felt bad because you told Pam to call me. I didn't feel I felt (laughs) bad that I was leaving, Pam. But I felt glad in the fact that I knew you could do the job. Well, I and appreciate it was just that. No brainer to uh, put you in there, and I'm glad that you accepted Scott. And uh, you know, you've been a great fit, and you've been a great friend, and we have great taste in music. So I guess it was just kind of a <laughs> unplug one and plug the next one in. Well, I was going to save my, this question for the last question here, but but since you brought that up. What okay. was your favorite radio show from the late 90s to early 2000s in the Toledo oh, area? absolutely. It was Hammer's House of Hair. There you go. <laughs> uh, I think Scott got tired of me calling in because I'd call him just about every night. And I'd bug him and ask him for requests. And, you know, there was times where he probably didn't want to answer the phone. <laughs> there was a lot of strange people that call late at night on a Friday. but uh, Yeah, well, yeah. Speaking, speaking of, of strange people, we got I one in the chat that, that's... Well, I, I got a, a strange one in the chat room that wanted to say hi to you. Tim Nichols is watching along with us tonight. I'm wow. over at Tim's shop right now. We're at the, the Hillbilly High Banks is what we're calling it, the home of Tim Sims. So. The Hillbilly High Banks. Nice. Uh, yes, sir. So how but, did uh, Tim, Tim's got a lot of great stories about you. He's, he's told over the, the years I've hung out with him. So. Great. That makes me feel <laughs> So how did you get with, uh, with the World of Outlaws? How did, how did that come about? 
Well, some more people that you guys know will come into play in this one. In 2004, I was at Volusia coming down to visit my friend Joe Linebarrier, who was the announcer um, for many years at Volusia. And I came down to work that race for Dickie Murphy, who owned the track at that time. And that's when Bloomquist and the other 11 guys formed the Dirty Dozen. And the World of Outlaws was reborn. Boundless Motorsports had it. They were the gentlemen from North Africa that actually created this. And Dean Miracle, who you all know real well, was the race director. And he wanted me to work. And I said, Dean, I had just moved to Mississippi to open up the Magnolia Motor Speedway and be their announcer and be their GM and all that. Well, things didn't quite come across the way they were presented to me. And Dean hounded me to come work, come work, come work, because I did the first six shows at Volusia, went to volunteer and did a show there for me, said, please, I want you to come work with me. Well, in July, I decided to leave Magnolia and went on to work with Dean and stayed with him for a long, long time and got in there and got my feet wet and enjoyed it. And here I am now. <laughs> now, you have tried racing. I, I saw somewhere in some interview yeah. you, you actually yeah. attempted racing. How did that go? Well, I raced Enduros, which that was fun, but I actually hot-lapped a street, or not a street stock, but a sportsman at Oakshade, got my butt kicked, went to a street stock with late model tires on the small track at Toledo for an officials race, had the thing to the floor, and I was getting lapped in heat races, and said, you know what? I'm probably better off up in the booth. It's a lot safer, a lot cheaper, and let's face it, that's left to the professionals like a Ron Miller, if you will, or a Scott Hammer, who I hear is a seven-year-going bomber driver. <laughs> reaching, reaching elite oh. status. What? What? All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, do you have a favorite track uh, to announce at? You know, you've announced it. How many tracks have you announced at total, Jamie? Do you have any uh, idea? Yeah, exactly. I've got numbers on everything. I'm one of those numbers geeks. I've announced at 249, 250 now. I just did my 250th. 250 different racetracks I've announced at. But I do, you know, you've heard of race chasers and track chasers, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm a track visitor. If I've physically been to the racetrack, whether it's there it, there's maybe just some semblance of the track. Maybe the oval's just there. Maybe there's just grandstands. I have been there. So the number right now is 1,574 different racetracks in 30, 43 states. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So which one's your favorite to announce at? Yeah. Pick, give me any particular bull ring. Farmer City. Macon, Grand Forks, North Dakota. Um, just give me any any quarter mile. Three eighths and they're, they're I think my we're, favorite. I think we're you know, losing you a little bit. I would have to think River City Speedway and Grand Forks, North Dakota, my first dirt track. Flat Rock Speedway, my first track ever. And, you know, Oakshade. And tracks like that, they're just so much fun. So you're just not going to single single one out. That's fine. I understand. <laughs> no, there, there's just so many. There's so many to choose from. Well, with with all the announcements, I, I do have a story for you. Oh, well, go ahead. We I like story, story time. From 
my first and second years of Oakshade. Year one, I worked for Pam, and she said, you know what, I'll pay you $55 a night, and you can go to the snack bar as much as you want. Year two comes along, she says, I'm paying you $75 a night, and you get one trip to the concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> they lost money in 1993, I can tell you that. <laughs> so what's the... And I think Ron, Ron Miller will attest, I can put away a couple of crowd dogs and a couple of big old burgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So what's what's the wildest but, you know what's the wildest thing you've ever uh, witnessed while announcing? Well, two things come to mind. One is at Oakshade. I cannot give you the year or the driver. I just remember calling one of the bomber mains. It might have been the bomber D main or E main, and we're calling the show, and all of a sudden this bomber's rear axle locks up in turn two. Something flies out of the hood. The car's sitting there. And it's done. I got the binoculars out. And lo and behold, the engine seized up. The rear end seized up. That's when the axle seized up and the car stopped. The drive shaft must have broke. And out, flying out of the hood of that car was the entire engine and transmission fully intact, laying in front of the bomber car. I've never seen that happen. Wow. Sounds impressive. Rick, I believe Motor Speedway, Rick, and it's a day race, and it's a last chance for the street stocks, and a guy had a 57 Chevy, and he come down the front stretch, and the entire body, when he went into turn one, the entire body, all together at once, come off the car, with the exception of the hood, landed on the racetrack, all he had left was the hood. I'm talking everything at once come off that body, lift it up, and land it on the racetrack. All right. What were yeah, you saying, Ryan? Rick, I it, is, it is true fact that this happened. Very Rick, I up, think guys. the car that you were talking about at Oakshade may have been Spud Diller. Yep, I think you are correct. Spud Diller, okay. Yep. So what, uh, what actually, speaking of strange things, I do. there was a show on Destroyed in Seconds, it was something yes. I used to watch with my kid like 10 years ago. And yes. they had a something, a late model driver did something, and they actually had your announcing on the show. I was like, hey, that's Rick. That, that was probably the wreck at Volusia in 2005 when Tim Senek went off turn three, upside down in the air, 25 feet high. I think that was down, it, yeah. Flew into the trees, yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. I remember that like it was yesterday because that's when the guardrail was only two feet high. He got shoved into the guardrail and put him up in the air and then up and over the road and out of here. Now you like to tell jokes. What's what's oh, the God. worst joke that you've you've told that you can actually tell? Well, I will actually tell you the joke, the first joke my father ever told me. It sticks with me. It's been there forever. So I'm probably maybe seven or eight years old. And my dad says, I got a joke for you. And I'm I'm new to jokes, so I'm like, okay, let's hear it. He says, there's a guy laying in a hospital bed and the doctor comes in and the doctor says, Mr. Smith, I have good news and I have bad news. And he says, okay, what's the bad news? He says, the bad news is last night we had to amputate both of your legs up to the knee. And the guy just cries and he carries on. He says, my God, doctor, what could the good news possibly be? 
Doctor says, guy in the next bed wants to buy your shoes. All right. <laughs> now you have... Uh-huh. Wait, hold on. Here it comes. Exactly. So it, now you have another level of uh, jokes that aren't for broadcast over the PA or anything. That uh, do you? I know you do did, did this at Oakshade a lot. Uh, I'm assuming that you tell these jokes to the scorers wherever you go. Is is this? Uh, potentially, if they're if they're sense of if they're fun on that level, yeah. But <laughs> try to keep it relevant and reverent, if you will. What's what's the worst uh, mess up you've ever had while announcing? Have have you ever messed up? Yes. Oh, absolutely, Scott. If you're not messing up, then you're not good. Okay. Well, I'm, I must be awesome then. There you go. <laughs> I'm with you. So we are at Delaware International Speedway in Del Mar, Delaware, and we're running a, a one of our World of Outlaws heats. And a gentleman by the name of Doug Horton, who uh, was a good race car driver, had to start last in the heat. And it was a 10-lap heat. And this is a big, flat, paperclip half-mile that – very little banking, very hard to pass on. Well, this guy starts picking them off one at a time. And I'm getting more excited by the minute. And he passes some more cars. He comes out of turn number four for the checkered flag. And he's just about to pass the leader. When I say, and from dead nuts, last place, Doug Horton's going to win heat number three. The race is over. And they just said, you realize you said dead nuts, last place. I said, oh, okay. I guess I do now. So there you go. That's not terrible. Not terrible. That's not terrible. No, no, that's not. Not terrible, but, you know, so, it's just one of those things where you say, oh, geez, did I actually say that? Oh, God. So you popped up on social You're media. Just deployed. Yeah, and that's a scary thing right there, Scott. Yeah, what, what, what I mean, because you were always kind of anti, you were kind of like Ron. I think you had a flip phone forever. And- uh, hang on, hang on. I'm about to pull Flipper out. Uh-oh. There we are. There oh, you still do? <laughs> Flipper so, and I shall never part ways. So is this a is this a World of Outlaws work phone or something? Yes. They gave ah. it to me in January and said, you are going to interact with fans more. So here it is. And that was all they said. Well, my girlfriend, Melissa, had to actually show me how to turn this thing on that I'm speaking <laughs> in right now. Then she had to show me how to do messages, had to show me how to attach pictures. And since then, guys, I've probably put out over a thousand tweets. I am on Twitter, Rick underscore Eshelman. I also have two Instagram accounts, Scott. I don't want to see those. Two. I can only imagine what's they're on those. Great. So, you know, I'm with the World of Outlaws. My Instagram accounts are World of Outpaws, which is nothing but pictures of dogs at the racetrack. And for those of you that have felines, World of Outclaws, which is for cats only. So you can go to Instagram and check out World of Outpaws and World of Outclaws, and you will see nothing but dogs and cats. Uh, you need there to you get go. you need to get on TikTok. I want to see you do some dances. Everybody says that, and the only way I'll do that is if Rod Miller has a dance contest with me. I think he'd do that. Oh no. <laughs> So uh, the World of Outlaw stuff, is that on uh, on Dirt Vision? As far as? Uh, streaming? Uh, yes, we will be streaming tomorrow night, dirtvision.com, presented by Drydeen. Uh, they stream every race that we have. The cool thing is, Scott, wherever we go, it's not just the World of Outlaws events that they stream. They stream every support class that's there the entire night. And so you're getting to see, you know, maybe street stocks from... 
Well, this weekend is a perfect example. 604 Crate Lay models, Dirt Car Street Stocks, and Dirt Car UMP Open Wheel Modifieds will all be on the card on Dirt Vision along with the World of Outlaws. So it's really a cool thing. And do they take your audio for that, or do they have a separate uh, broadcast crew? crew? Um, now, there is free audio on DirtVision.com. You, can, you don't even have to subscribe. You can get the free audio. But the video, all of it is on DirtVision.com with a fast pass or with the Platinum Fast Pass for the year. You have your choice if you want to watch it by the month or watch everything all year long. So there are a few options there. And it's not just World of Outlaws. It's World of Outlaws Sprints. It's Big Block Modifieds. It's the Summer Nationals. It's racing from Lima Land. It's racing from uh, Williams Grove. It's stuff from over in Australia. So a lot of fun. And speaking of Australia, Ron Miller, you have raced over there. What? Have you, what? Have you raced over there? Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've been there four times, yeah. Okay, I went in December of 2019, got to announce a late model night at the Perth Motorplex. Really cool. A lot of fun. I really enjoy Australia. Oh, Boy, my gosh. Do they race for nothing? Yeah. I talked to did, Craig uh, did Alan, did, did Alan Blake meet up with you? They had a 50-lap race, 31 late models. It paid 1000 to win Australian, which Craig Vosbergen said it boils down to about 600 American for 50 laps. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do that for a hobby over there. They come over here for the real stuff. Are you did, gonna... you, uh, did you get together with Alan Blake while you were there? Yes. I got to announce with the great Con Migro, who is uh, retiring here. Shortly. Oh, yeah. Yes, he and, is. Uh, yeah, so I got to, you know, announce with him and Jason over there and all the guys that did Dirt Vision Australia. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. But, my God, is stuff expensive. Woo! <laughs> Uh, are, are, yes. you, are you going to be uh, able to get to any of the uh, Hell Tour races this year? Hopefully, hopefully I've got it plotted out to where I can make 17 dates, which, you know, considering all the World of Outlaws races we have, it's a lot of fun. I get to help out. I'm actually a pit official during the Summer Nationals, which is really cool. It's a different perspective. It's is, a lot of fun. Does that, do the World of Outlaws, I haven't looked at their schedule. They have a, a race on... Whatever the birthday race date is, the middle of uh, July 17th. July, yeah, July 17th. unfortunately, I won't be able to make it. Uh, shade. The closest I'll be is uh, probably uh, I get to do the Butler race this year. But unfortunately, as far as Oakshade goes, I won't be able to get there. So Pam's safe. She'll be able to have crowd dogs for everybody. <laughs> well, that's good. She probably would have stocked up had she known you were coming. Uh, exactly. You're correct. All right. Well, where are you driving to anyway? Thank you. If, if it- I actually dropped Rick off Ben Griggs from Races with Jesus Ministry. He came out to the track with me today. I'm now heading back to Champaign, Illinois, to the hotel to get ready for this weekend. What were you saying, Ron? If any of our listeners, if any of our listeners are watching Dirt Vision, is it your voice they're going to hear? Yes, they'll hear me on the World of Outlaws late models, and then uh, Tyson Graves, the announcer for Farmer City Raceway, will take care of the other three classes, and Ruben Morales from the. Well, I guess the Summer Nationals and Modified Nationals, he'll be doing the infield pit reporting. So three different voices this weekend. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. Very good. Thank you. We appreciate the time, Rick. Scott. Nice seeing you, too. And I looked at the message you sent me, and I said, you know what? Time to get on right now. So here I am, and 
Guys, great talking to you. I miss coming to Oakshade. If I ever get the time, you better believe I'll be there. I don't care if it's a regular race, a big race, doesn't matter. That's one of my favorites. You guys have been friends forever and ever and ever. And I miss you guys. Trust me on that one. I really do. I might even go let see you drive me at Lima Land too. Oh yeah, go see Jerry at Lima Land. I might let Absolutely. you drive my old or yeah, my bomber. Although it's a new one yet, so let me wreck it first, then you can drive it. Well, if you get me in, it'll get wrecked for you, so it'll be broke in. I'm gonna get back to you on that then. Yeah, let's, point. let's put that on the back shelf. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Truly an honor, Scott, to be on your show. That was really cool. Honor having you. I mean, was, uh, we we met working down at Flag City for the Paxtons, and uh, uh, yep. yeah, it was, I've known you for quite a while. Holy crap! Well, yeah, over 25 years, wow. pushing 30. Yeah. That's scary enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I've known Miller. Miller and I go back to when rocks were money. So that's it. You know the story on how he came up with his car number. Has he, he? I'm sure he's told you that, hasn't he? If he did, I have not remembered. So let's have a quick one. Oh my goodness! Go go ahead, Scott. He paid 35 cents for his first race car. That's the short version of the story. See, I thought he paid Kathy 35 cents to marry her. Uh, well, he does sleep with his sure. secretary. True. That's it. I've, I've heard that. <laughs> I've seen that. All right, Rick, we got to get moving here. Jealous, that's all. Yep, uh, it's getting off on a sour note here, so we'll just end it at that. But, guys, thank you again for having me on, and uh, I hope you guys have a great season. I hope you're allowed to have as many fans as you can put into place. Absolutely. Have fun out there at uh, Farmer City this weekend. You got it, guys. Thanks so much. Take care. Yep, see you. Thanks, Rick. See ya. Bye. There you go. Legendary uh, uh, announcer for the World of Outlaws and uh, formerly tracks around here. Rick Eshelman, appreciate the time there. We got a lot to get to still. We still have a pizza giveaway, Big D's uh, Pizza. We got a major announcement uh, that uh, I we posted on uh, Facebook. We got to talk about a tracks being resurrected. Uh, we'll get to that in the news. Uh, before we get to that, I haven't mentioned our sponsors other than Oakshade, unfortunately. So we got to mention Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, Millstream Speedway. Uh, we had a good uh, talk Hi, last Craig. night Hi, Scott. With, uh, with, with Jerry. Uh, of making the announcement that you're uh, what that's another one of your your announcing gigs now. Yeah, my, my, I, th- my I thought weekends it, are now full. Friday I thought it was official Saturday. before, but yeah, yeah, you got go ahead. What is it? Friday, I'll be at Lima Land Motorsports Park uh, announcing there. On Saturdays, I'll be down at Shady Bowl in DeGraff, Ohio, uh, playing on the pavement, and then back to dirt on Sundays at Millstream Speedway alongside you, Scott. So even though I'm not going to be at Oakshade with you, I will be able to work alongside you when we're at Millstream. We're going to have a good time this summer. And uh, speaking of which, we're going to do a live broadcast on the 11th at their test and tune. That's a Sunday, and we'll probably be about 12.30, I think. I think the, the actual cars on the tracker is at 1, so it'll be a Sunday afternoon kind of deal. Well, I got a question for you two. Uh-oh. I know I know you guys are going to be out there testing tune in, in, your, in your race cars. Should I bring my fire suit and helmet? Is there any chance of me getting a lap in something Ron? fast? Ron? Ron? Uh... I'm fine. <laughs> Heck, I let Scott drive my car when he was a, a Greenhorn rookie. So, yeah. yeah. There you okay. Go. There you that's, go. That's all I can see. There Boy, we go. I was, I was scared. Oh, I bet. I, Cub Burden let me drive his sprint car. The, the, go back to 2010. Ron, I've been around the sport my whole life. My dad drove stock cars. You know, I've been around Lima Land, Millstream, everywhere, watch sprint cars. I have never driven a race car in my life, not even down the driveway. 
I mean, I, I never done it. And, and the first thing I got in was Cub Burden sprint car, non-wing sprint car at Waynesfield. And that was the coolest thing I've ever done. And that's all I've ever wanted to do since is get back in the seat of something, anything. I don't care if it's my truck. I don't care if it's a go-kart. I don't care if it's a pedal car. I'm ready to race. <laughs> so. Well, I want you to scare Ron. You got a little bit too much experience. I don't think you'll scare Ron quite as much, but you can try. I don't have any. I have no laps around Millstream. That, that's oh, going to be a, a new one for me. So It's a racetrack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go fast, turn left, right? As, well, I, re- as I recall that, that first time in your late model, if there was an infield wall or an inside wall at the, the track that I was testing at, that there probably would have been some bad things. Yikes. Yeah, and you kind of had it pointed at the backstretch wall once, <laughs> too, but we won't go there. Uh, also got to My think- dad was, was a track champion at Lima Land in 1990, and, and, and I'm much like him. I have big, thick Coke bottle glasses. One of, my thing, one of the things my dad did teach me is when you're going fast, just count to three and turn left. You, you'll be fine. If you're really hooked up, then you count to two and a half. That makes sense. I like it. So. <laughs> Thanks again to Big D's Pizza and also Ron Miller Race Cars. And I saw that I believe you got a shipment of the of tires. You got all kinds of tires now, don't you? Oh, I do. I've got the uh, tires for the Fremont trucks. I've got the Oakshade Bomber tires in. And uh, oh, my alarm system's going off. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, how about we get to the racing roundup, Jerry, uh, a little bit later than normal. But we'll get to, well, before we get to that, we got that big announcement coming up. We also have uh, how many chance to win a Big D's pizza still on the way. We have the uh, we got all kinds of the hammer down hotline and the weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman. And uh, just in case you hadn't heard yet, as far as Attica goes, a little precursor here. Tomorrow night has been canceled because of the forecasted uh, temperatures, but Saturday is still on. So we'll talk about that more as well. Speaking of Attica, how about that racing roundup? Hey, let's go to the Racing Roundup sponsored tonight by Tim Sims, powered by iRacing. Mark Burns, I see you in the chat. Hey, we, we get to play the iRacing all the time. It's great. If you haven't tried it, check it out. Look for Tim's Dirt Track Simulators at a track near you this summer. On to the Racing Roundup at Attica Raceway Park 2019 410 Track Champion. DJ Foose out of Fremont won his third career 410 feature at Attica Saturday night. Travis Stemmler battled with Rusty Schlenk to win his first ever late model feature at Attica. And Paul Weaver, the all-time winningest driver in the history of Attica Raceway Park, won yet again in his in the 305 feature. Is that who that is? His, He's the all-time yeah, winner? Yeah, okay. Paul, Paul Weaver in, right. in, in the number one car. It was his 58th career 305 feature win. Congratulations to Paul, DJ, and Travis on their wins at Attica. At Waynesfield Raceway Park, Season opener for Waynesfield, season opener for the Boss Series, and season opener for the TI-22 Performance Fast 410 Wing Sprint Cars was a great show. Drew Rader picked up the big win in the Boss Let's Go 30, uh, honoring late uh, fan and, and race supporter Russ Cook. Uh, Drew was got the win by passing Dustin Engel with about a lap and a half to go. Uh, Dustin's a local at Waynesfield, was looking for his first Waynesfield win and had it was close. But no cigar. Drew, Drew Raider picks up that win. Uh, TJ Michael, the Texas Traveler, picked up the fast opener. Great races in both. And, and you talk about the wildest things you've ever seen at a racetrack. And the boss feature, Ricky Peterson out of Rawson, Ohio, all by himself, got loose coming out of turn number four, got into the fence, got upside down, and the car slammed back down on all fours. The red flag was already out. The flagman was on it. But DJ, or when Peterson landed on all fours, he drove away. <laughs> after flipping and pirouetting he took it straight back to the pits and went to the trailer but it was one of the craziest things i've ever seen to see a car flip like that and keep rolling 
On to World of Outlaws Morton Building Late Models. Double features highlighted action on Friday night at Cherokee Speed, South Carolina. Night one of the Rock Galt Memorial Doubleheader. Jimmy Owens won feature number one, and Brandon Shepard reeled in Dale McDowell late to win feature number, feature number two. Saturday's action at Cherokee was postponed. Officials are searching for a new date. Next up, tonight through Saturday at Farmer City, Illinois for the Illini 100, like we've talked about with Rick and Colin. So check that out on Dirt Vision. Or if you're heading that way, enjoy the races. World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars were in action last weekend at Lake Ozark Speedway in Eldon, Missouri. Uh, Grass Valley, California's Brad Sweet won the Jason Johnson Classic after leading the shortened race. It was originally 41 laps, was shortened to 30 due to track conditions. But Brad Sweet went wire to wire to pick up that win. Next up for the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars, Federated Auto Parts Speedway at I-55 in Peavely, Missouri on Friday and Saturday this week. In NASCAR action... Saturday was a mess at Bristol Motor Speedway. The trucks series went one lap in their first heat, and then the windows were completely mudded over, forcing a red flag, and the officials had to reevaluate things. Then it rained. Then it rained some more. <laughs> then it rained so much, it flooded the grounds, postponing both the truck and cup series races to Monday. Martin Truex Jr. was impressive in his first ever Camping World Truck Series start, picking up the win on Monday afternoons, sweeping all three stages. Uh, Joey Logano figured the dirt out Monday night for the cup win. Hey, did you uh, Next. Did, did you see this? I, I just saw this this afternoon um, with uh, when John Hunter Nemechek and uh, Matt Crafton got together and and, and Nemechek uh, wrecked. I didn't see this, but apparently under the, the caution, well, Hunter Nemechek, who's uh, over here, he's going to be clapping at Crafton when he goes by. This safety truck slides down and slams into the back of his truck. That's already oh, wrapped. No. Did you see this? Here, here, here's no, no. This, this is what happened. <laughs> oh, he sl I guess it slid down in the the fluids that uh, that had come out of the truck, and oh. this kind of slides down and slams into the back of it. That's as That's, bad as hitting a push truck. I, I can't. It's adding That's insult terrible. to injury. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, to That's like wreck, wrecking a jet dryer. <laughs> That's never happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. Oh, once. Next up for NASCAR, the uh, Camping World Truck Series is in action at the Toyota 250 at Richmond on Saturday, April 17th at 1 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Cup Series is back in action at Martinsville this weekend on Saturday at 7.30 on Fox Sports 1. And the Xfinity Series is back in action the same weekend for the Cookout 250 on Friday at 8 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Other notes in the racing roundup, Buddy Kofoid won the first two nights of the I-44 Riverside Speedway Turnpike Challenge for his third and fourth consecutive Power I National Midget League victories. Kofoid's streak came to an end on night three at I-44 Riverside Speedway with defending Lucas Oil Power I National Midget League champion Jake Newman getting the win. Cole Moore won the inaugural BMR Drivers Academy event Friday at All-American Speedway with Amber Balkan, who we just had on the show recently, finishing third. Uh, just a quick shout out. Anybody's interested Saturday night, uh, Shady Bull Speedway is opening uh, with uh, Test and Tune. Going to have the Dar annual Darfat auction. Lots of good things going on. Going to be heading down there. So if you're not headed to Attica or anywhere else, want to go check out Shady Bull with me, I'll see you there on Saturday. And that'll do it for this week's Racing Roundup. Brought to you by Tim Sims, powered by iRacing. When does, uh, when's the first race at uh, Shady Bull? Shady Bull's first official race will be April 10th, Saturday night. Uh, let me bring that up while I'm thinking about it. Putting the pressure we on got, you. Yeah, no problem. I keep the schedule loaded up here normally. 
Ron, I thought you've, uh, you got your internet fixed. It seems a little off tonight. Well, I don't know. <laughs> we got a full show at Shady Bowl on April 10th. Late models, modifieds, street stocks, adult crown vics, and compacts all in action. Should be a tremendous show. And then, and then the following Saturday on the 17th, Thunder and Lightning 75 race for the Thunder Cars. $1,000 to win. That's going to have modified Thunder Cars. The minor Crown Vicks, which is the younger folks, and the compacts in action. So should should be a tremendous couple of weeks to kick off the season for me at, at down at a Shady Bowl. And looking forward to that and getting up the millstream for the Test and Tunes. Yeah, don't forget your driver suit. Yep, I'll, trust me, I'll have it. I'm ready. <laughs> Make sure to check out Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced. They're manufactured in the U.S. Check out Real. Hi, Craig. Geese, uh, dot com or call four one nine eight hundred. 8,100, yeah, Craig Mintz there uh, with that. Also, uh, Mill Street Speedway, their uh, first race, May 9th. Uh, make sure to uh, check that out. It's uh, it's going to be, they got a whole season scheduled this year, running about every other week. Uh, make sure to follow them on Twitter or Facebook or check them out at millstreetspeedway.net. So, some uh, little bit of news here. Should we do the breaking news first? All right, let's do, let's do this. So we got some uh, breaking news, and uh, Jerry, would you like to share the breaking news? Well, uh, officials have confirmed that Bryan Ohio Motor Speedway will reopen in 2021. Official date still to be confirmed, but there are uh, some other details I think that uh, Scott may know about that to be able to share with everybody. Well, I think that uh, Ron may have some more insight on this because, as I, from from what I hear, uh, he may have purchased the facility from Ivan Graves. Scott, our, our 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 stock accounts have been doing really well, and Kathy said, "Hey, it's probably time for us to invest in a racetrack. We've taken a lot from racetracks over the years, and uh, time to give back." So. Um, We've signed a purchase agreement, and uh, th- they'll be starting uh, to clear that mess uh, real soon. So are you going to run opposite weekend? Are you going to do the Sunday night thing like they used to do on maybe the opposite weekends of, of Millstream? Yeah, I, I wouldn't step on Scott's feet over at Millstream, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking at that. Uh, hopefully, like you said, uh, towards the midseason, uh, maybe towards the end of the 21 season, and uh, be pretty aggressive in 22. So what what classes uh, are you planning uh, on having out there this year? Well, obviously, it'll be the late models. Well, obviously. Um, um, I'm thinking with the, the, the success of the modifieds in the area, we'll be doing modifieds, and, and the compacts are a good class. So... Those three, I don't think we're going to go much more than that. And uh, how? What's uh, what's the current status of the facility? I mean, are, are we are we ready to go racing out there? No, it's a swamp. Oh, it, it's going to take a lot of cleanup, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're optimistic. Do uh, you need some people to come out and uh, to help run the tr- the swamp in? Um. Not till we get the track uncovered again, and it will be the uh, the three eighths mile track, not the big five eighths. Okay, and there you go. There's your big announcement. Excited about that. Another track in the area coming back to life. 
It is uh it is the first of April. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I know I know it was pretty lame, but uh Yeah, it was it was yeah. It's organic. We, we it's organic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in some real news, uh, Bristol Motor Speedway officials announced uh, Monday night uh, before even the uh, the end of the the race, and this is not this is we're back. This is real news that uh, they are going to be doing the uh, dirt next year again at uh, at Bristol. So it sounds like this is going to be a uh, an annual thing. Seems like a lot and of I've work. I've seen it on Facebook. So and it has to be true. And we can only hope that they do it better. better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably have learned from some of the stuff uh, this past weekend. At least we hope. We definitely hope. So, I mean, it was it was cool. It was a cool idea. I mean, it probably could have been executed a little bit better. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm glad to see it. I have more dirt tracks on the NASCAR schedule. Better. I would be more happy uh, if they just left uh, the dirt. Just get rid of the the asphalt, concrete, whatever it is under there now, and just make it dirt because uh, that racing and. I, I've been busy working on my car all week, so I did not get a chance to watch the race. I think I finished watching the race after our real stream, uh, excuse me, broadcast uh, last night because I had taped it. And uh, I was just watching it, it was like watching old Bristol. You know, everybody running the bottom, little bump and runs to, to I mean, which is kind of cool. I mean, back when the, that track was like that, that's when they sold out that the place and, and there was a waiting list to, to get tickets for it, so. I mean, granted, there was a waiting list now, but there were was... some guys running the top side, and it, yeah. it was it was one of the more entertaining NASCAR races. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there was some side by side. It was a little bit more side by side than the old Bristol. So, in that case, I guess you could say it might have been just a little bit better than the old Bristol. And it was dirt. I've gotten a little disenchanted with NASCAR lately. It, it, it's definitely uh, being micromanaged. And, and that's not a good thing. And uh, the competition, it, it's almost like the old IROC series where they're trying to make everything absolutely equal. Yeah. Not a good format. I think that's what the, the next generation cars are going to, to even move that forward. So uh, Hoserville, exactly. Hoserville, Ohio is going to hold their first of several auctions this Saturday at Attica Raceway Park. Uh, I have a roof uh, for my car that, uh, I got to get to Dwayne that I was going to donate for that. I told him that he's probably not going to get any money for it, but uh, he's more more than welcome to have it, try and raise some money because that's definitely for a good cause. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, of course, those auctions, they, they help uh, uh, the Injured Drivers Fund. Uh, the auction starts at 3 o'clock when the gates open. Actually, the gates open at 2. This was from before when they had announced the, uh, the time. So I, I'm... Not sure when the auction is going to start. I'll have to get with Dwayne. If Dwayne's uh, on here, maybe you can uh, put a comment in there. But uh, they will accept cash, checks, credit card, and uh, debit cards uh, for more information. Or if you have an item, donate. Contact Dwayne Hancock through the Hoserville, Ohio Facebook page. So check that out uh, for to make sure when uh, the exact time is for that auction. Uh, the Flow Racing All-Star Circuit Champions announced that they will have 11 full-time competitors when they invade Attica Raceway Park this weekend. Corey Eliason, Zeb Wise. I'm not going to go through the whole list. TJ Michael. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, they're going to compete against a strong contingency of local drivers. Totals winner share equaling $11,000. $5,000. Although, probably it's going to be 6000 now because uh, the 5000 part Friday night was canceled due to winter coming back for some reason. 
Because um, it's April Fool's Day. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. 6,000, though, uh, to win Saturday night. Uh, no previous uh, series champions represent among the 11 full-time competitors because uh, this is the beginning of their uh, points season for the All-Stars. And uh, so it's going to guarantee a first-time series champion this year in the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Uh, did you guys uh, see this about Mike Wallace and Josh Rome? They've uh, been reinstated following the suspension from NASCAR. That's not as long as it used to be, is it? Yep, yep. They've indefinitely is no longer as long as it was. Uh, per an official release each, uh, from each driver, uh, they have, quote, successfully, successfully completed the terms and conditions mandated for reinstatement. Uh, Wallace, of course, was handed an indefinite suspension on September 10th of last year. Rome was uh, suspended November 10th. Both drivers were suspended following social media posts that violated sections 12.1, 12.8, and 12.8.1e of the NASCAR rule. I don't have my handbook handy, no, so I, I can't don't, I don't, exactly yeah. what those are. Uh, Do you see this, though? This is kind of cool. NASCAR is going to test rain tires at Martinsville. Rain tires were last tested on a short track back in uh, 1995 and, strangely enough, at Martinsville. Uh, officials are going to wet the track down and uh, give it a go. So maybe at some of the short tracks we might see uh, shorter rain delays. I, I think from what, what I was getting out of the article was that they'll probably still stop the race if it's raining. But now if we can run rain tires, they don't have to wait for the track to be totally dry before they can go back racing. They can throw on some rain tires. Uh, probably only at the shorter tracks, but I think because of the stuff that happened at the Roval, which was half at, at Charlotte, half uh, road course, half super speedway. No, I guess not super speedway, just speedway. Super speedway. Sorry. Wait, maybe this is, super speedway is more than two miles, right? No. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Anyways, they work there, and so they're they're going to test things out. So hopefully this works better than it did back in 1990. Uh, what did I say? Six, five, five. Yeah. And uh, one last thing, uh, Mar- Milan Dragway posted they would not be opening as scheduled for the 2021 racing season. I don't have any more information other than that post, uh, just that it said they couldn't do things safely, so uh, they're not going to open, and to stay tuned for any updates. So, never good news, even if uh, to hear any kind of racetrack, drag racing, anything, uh, not opening up. Uh, how about we take a look at our Twitter poll results here before we get to our uh, how many for this week? You guys even know what the Twitter poll was? No. Yeah. I'm not a Twitterer. I, I need to learn to check it. I got to get better about checking that. Was NASCAR's choice to run the Cup Series on the dirt at Bristol a good idea? Is your screen flickering or is it just me? Okay. It's flickering. Well, hopefully, you people, if you're prone to seizures, just look away from the screen for a couple of minutes. I'll let you know when you can look back. Stop, Jerry. It's not funny. Um, so, the over the overwhelming... Uh, oh, look, it stopped. It stopped flashing. We're all good now. Uh, 50% said yes. It was, uh, it was uh, a good choice to run the Cup Series on the dirt at Bristol. Nobody said no. 20% said who cares. And 30% said should have been Eldora. I was kind of surprised that wasn't a little higher, but uh, so either way, I guess we're all for NASCAR on dirt if we're going to have any NASCAR at all. So cool. Make sure to uh, call Big D's Pizza and Clyde the Big Nut Double Decker Burger. It's there. Check it out. They got 
fries and pizzas and I'm a pizza guy, but the, burgers are the good. Reuben pizza. That's what I'm looking forward to. The Reuben pizza. Okay. Uh, give him a call. 419-547-1444. Mention the Hammerdown Racing Report. Save 10% off uh, any order. And now it's time to play how many? Uh, before we play this week's how many, last week's how many. We've got to take care of a little business here. Uh, how many caution periods? We're going to be in the final Cup Series heat race on Saturday night at Bristol. So that number ended up being zero because they didn't do any heat races after the one lap of the trucks. And guess what number Ron picked? He picked zero. Ron knew something. Ron was uh, prophetic there. I don't know. How did you know what was going on? Yeah. He was watching the weather. Is that it? The professor knows. Professor knows. There you go. So uh, he is our uh, in-studio winner, on-show winner, I guess you could say. I guess we're not really in the studio. Online, we had uh, two people guess uh, two. Two was the actual the lowest uh, guess as far as the number of cautions. Really? So, yeah, we're going to have to go to the Big D's Pizza Wheel, wheel and uh, spin to find out who's going to win uh, a large pizza from uh, Big D's Pizza. So, uh, here we go. Our two contestants uh, are John Cole and Dustin Gearhart. So, you ready? Give that wheel a spin. And it uh, looks like it's going to be John Cole. Yay, he is the John. Big D's Pizza winner. We have a winner. So congratulations. Uh, get with Dean Henry. And uh, you get yourself a large Big D's Pizza. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned. Yeah, we did mention this last week. Uh, coming up in a few weeks, we're going to be giving away a four-pack of uh, uh, passes to Oakshade Raceway. As well as... Am I eligible? Uh, I don't know. I didn't make the rule. John, This is John Young's deal. He's a racer out there and a big racing fan. I talked to him a little bit before the show tonight. Uh, he's, he's doing this for Millstream as well with uh, the Millstream broadcast. But he's going to do this, uh, I think, the weekend before... Or the show right before the opener at Oakshade. Give away four passes, four Pepsis, and four burgers, I think it was. I don't remember exactly. But uh, that's a cool deal. That's so. awesome. That, and, the, and a big D's pizza. So, I mean, you're going to get all kinds of, that's, I mean, that's, that's huge. Uh, stick win, with, win, win. Yeah. But that's coming up in a few weeks tonight, just for a big D's pizza. That's all you're winning. As far as I know is Tim Sims. You don't got any price pack there tonight. Don't, okay. don't have a price pack tonight. But. All right. So, uh, this week's how many, how many all-stars will be at Attica on Saturday? Let me, I should rephrase it. How many of the all-star 410 sprint cars will be racing in competition Saturday night at Attica Raceway Park. It's 11. There's only 11 All-Stars. Saturday evening. How many 410s will be competing in the All-Star <laughs> event? I guess we'll, we'll word it that way. How many All-Stars, how many 410 sprint car drivers will be competing in the All-Star race at Attica on Saturday evening? If uh, you would like to play along and a chance to win a Big D's Pizza, put your guests in our Facebook Live comments. If you're listening to us uh, on uh, iHeartRadio or Google Podcasts or your Apple Podcasts, whatever podcasting platform not live, or watching this video after it's been live, put your comment in as long as you get the comment in there before noon on Saturday. That's going to be the cutoff. Noon on Saturday. Uh, and you can only guess once. You guess more than once, you get the black flag. You can guess the same number as somebody else, and then we'll spin the Big D's pizza wheel if uh, there happens to be a, a need for a tiebreaker. So... Uh, for us, Ron, you have to choose first. You were uh, the winner last week. How many 410s we got at, at Attica this weekend on Saturday? 
I, I think the Pennsylvania Posse is going to send a few cars over the Attica Faithful plus the 11 that uh, All Stars are bringing in. I'm I'm going with 42. 42. That's uh, that's the answer to life and the universe. And that's aggressive, but I think I think it's going to be a great show, and you're you're going to see a bunch of cars. All right, what do you got, Jerry? Based upon the car counts we saw last weekend between Waynesfield and Attica, I, I think Ron's absolutely right. I think we're going to have a great car count at Attica. Um, he took my number, so I'm I'm going I'm going to I'm going to go on the low side. I'm going to go 41 just because I think Williams Grove might steal a few cars. 41. Did, did uh, Kathy have a guess uh, over there, Ron? Your secretary? Is she around? Uh, actually, she's she's watching on the big screen tonight oh. uh, on YouTube. So. Maybe she's taking up all your bandwidth. Maybe that's why it's a little, little like it. Maybe that's before. it. I don't know. All right. Um, I'm going to go with 43 is a lot. So, but if I go with the over, oh. it puts Ron right in the, he's got to hit head on, dead on to, to win. I'm going to go with 43. I'm going, I'm going 43. Yeah. That's why I picked 40, 42, because that's the number guys. That, that might be. But the professor knows. So, uh, and, uh, Thomas Cole says atomic is also running. So, and now I read that after I already placed my guess for 43. So we'll find out, uh, we'll find out next week who the winner is uh, big D's pizza. Again, put your guess in the comments if you haven't, um, Ron Miller race cars, Lambertville, Michigan, seven, three, four, eight, five, six, seven, two, two, three. Give him a call for race cars, parts, safety equipment, and tires. You've got lots of tires. You, we started talking about this before your alarm yeah. went off. Uh, you want to talk about your tires you got? Yeah, we We've got the bomber tires. The shipment of nice, fresh Tall City tires came in today. Uh, two days ago, the American Racers came in for the Fremont trucks. Uh, you can also run those those on the uh, Oakshade Sportsman uh, on three corners. And, of course, you've got to run the, the Hoosier uh, E-Mod tire on the right rear. But uh, the other three corners are open. So, yeah, come see us. We can save you some money and uh, keep you comp- competitive. All right, we'll check in with Ryan Weekman with that weekend weather pit stop in just a moment. Uh, first uh, upcoming races this weekend. Originally, Attica Raceway Park scheduled to run uh, the core and main spring nationals Friday and Saturday night. But the Friday night portion, again, has been canceled. They announced that this morning uh, due to the ridiculously cold temperatures uh, forecast. I saw something. I think I saw Ryan posted this on Twitter earlier today. We, the first time ever we've had zero snow in March, not even a trace. And then it snowed well, we today. Got it in April. It's snow. It's snowing in April. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, Ryan's fault. It, it probably is. Uh, Saturday, that is uh, when Attica is racing. Uh, the was supposed to be night two. Now it's going to be the only night of the Corn Main Spring Nationals All Star Circuit of Champions. Uh, Six thousand to win. I haven't heard if they've adjusted the total because of the probably not because they're not going to get it. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to stay at uh, six thousand to win for that. Three hundred fives will be in action as well. And uh, gates open at 2, racing is at 4.45, so uh, make note of that time. Uh, a little bit of early time for that. You know, you got Easter on Sunday, so probably trying to get people out of there. I don't think weather is going to be a factor, but, uh, again, gates at 2, racing at 4.45, general admission $25 for that. And uh, speaking of weather, here's Ryan. He's going to tell you what it's going to be like out there at Attica on Saturday. 
Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm first alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Only looking at one night of racing thanks to the bitter cold start to the month of April here. Saturday down at Attica, temperatures certainly will be warmer. Look for highs to reach into the 60s. One thing we'll watch for, though, the breeze out of the southwest that helps warm things up could get quite gusty during the afternoon into the early evening. Gusts above 30 or 35 miles per hour possible. Settling down for our Easter Sunday, where highs could approach 70 degrees. That's been your weekend weather pit stop forecast. Looking forward to the raceways getting a little more busy as we get deeper into the season. I'm meteorologist Ryan Weekman. I forgot to play his opening, so I'll play it on a, the outro. There it goes. Pit stop's over. Bye. <laughs> kind of makes more sense to play it then. Next week on the show, we'll be talking to uh, Doug Doc, Chris Mize of Sandusky Speedway. They have their opener coming up uh, next weekend, I believe. Yeah, that's that's I think why we're going to have them on. So, yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, one last thing we'll leave you with before uh, we wrap things up: our Hammer Down Hotline. And uh, if you want to leave a message and be on the show for whatever reason, right there's the number. Call it whenever you want. Four one nine three one eight. 3081. It's 419-318-3081. Uh, it's all automated. It's just uh, an answering deal, and uh, you can leave your message there anytime, day or night, and uh, most likely we'll probably just play it back uh, on Thursday night because uh, it's what we said we would do, and uh, here's a prime example of uh, us doing that. Dap. Dap, North Dakota. That's the place where we meet after we killed people. That, that North Dakota. That's the place. Okay. That that just happened. So there you go. Wow. Pretty, pretty sure that's the same. Pretty so, sure that's the same guy that complained about a trailer break. <laughs> Uh, I think it could be. I think it could be. So we, we're setting the bar kind of low. Um, maybe we can raise that just a little bit for next week. Just a, anybody. Just, just a little bit. Please. Again, that number. Uh, let, let me let me give that number real quick, uh, just in case you're listening uh, on the podcast and can't see it there on the screen. 419-318-3081. There you go. What you got, Jerry? Hey, just a reminder on Saturday, I know everybody, we want to go to Attica, see the All-Star Circuit of Champions in action, but uh, if you get a chance beforehand, head down to DeGraff, Ohio, down to Shady Bull Speedway. Uh, going to have test and tune from noon to 7. Uh, the Dayton Auto Race Fans uh, race group will be down there with their annual charity auction at 2 p.m. Uh, come down, you can see some of the new cars, mingle with fellow race fans, help out a race call, uh, a great cause. They're going to have a 50-50 drawing for the DARF member, and then a 50-50 drawing at 3 o'clock, then also a separate $50 drawing for all the DARF members. So if you're not a DARF member yet, go get down get down there and get your DARF membership. Uh, $15 gets you a lot of great discounts and a lot of great local tracks. And then you can take off and head up to Attica and enjoy the uh, core, Corn Main Spring Nationals at Attica after that. Important service announcement. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks again to Oakshade Raceway. Uh, Real Geese hey, Silhouette. Cheap plugs. I got to take cheap plugs silhouette. get them. <laughs> Real Geese Yo. Silhouette decoys. Uh, Mill Street Speedway. Hey. Big D's Pizza. And uh, uh, I don't know. Ron Miller Race Cars. And look, he's, he's doing business right now. We're going to mute his microphone there just a bit. Um, and Tim Sims. <laughs> and Tim Sims, yeah. 
I mean, they, they support these guys because without them, we wouldn't be able to do this show. Uh, you know, we're doing this kind of on our own deal. There's there's costs involved, and uh, we're we're doing all right. We appreciate, and it's thanks to these guys. So, absolutely, as as all these sponsors that you see coming down by yeah. down here, um, and support all the businesses that you see support racing as well. They're they're the ones that keep our sport going and keep cars on the track, and, and that's what that's why we get to do what we do. And what Ron would say if he wasn't on the phone, get out and support your local tracks this weekend. Granted, it may be Attic or Shady Bowl or, you know, there's there's few to choose from for this weekend, and it might be Atomic. a little chilly. Atomic, there you go. It's a little out yeah, there. Yeah. We'll bring get around if you head out to Pennsylvania even. I, I, I Get somewhere. Get your butt to the track. Support your support racing. and Farmer City. There you go. Get out there. And, uh, sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that, guys. That was Craig Dipman from Dipman Motorsports, and uh, just want, he wanted to remind everybody that uh, – he has the two, the Hoosier tires, so uh, we've got you covered. Whatever you need, his sponsorship hasn't started yet. We we're still working that out. <laughs> that's okay. He broke into the show. Oh, that's fine. No, I owe I owe Craig quite a bit. So I mean, that's, I've spent most of. I think I have. This is my second home now. Ryan Miller, hey, Craig Dipman, former champion of the Keyser Memorial at Limeland Motorsports Park. So always always glad to hear from Craig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been here. It's the end of the show, so I'll share my little uh, car saga. So we uh, we had problems. We got the we thought we were done Sunday night. Started loading the car up. It was like it ended up being way too wide to get up on the trailer, and we were like, "What's going on?" So we looked and uh, we took the front wheels off. Found that there's like these uh, spacer adapters that don't come off. So we had to replace the spindles. Got that all done uh, Monday, Tuesday, Monday. I don't even remember now. I think it was Monday night. Like, all right, we got it. We're good. It's going home. Push it up uh, on the trailer. Uh, still doesn't fit between uh, my uh, tire. We squeezed between the, the the fenders, but couldn't get between the tire rack. So now we're working on the trailer. So Tuesday night I was over there. We were putting new fenders on, getting it out there. And this is Craig. I'm pretty much supervising. Craig's doing all the work. Uh, so we're reconfiguring the trailer now to try and get that done. We were out there late Tuesday. That was the last time I was out there. So I, I owe a lot to, to Craig trying to get this this car home. And, yeah, so that's the story of the Ocho TNG. It's still not home, sitting over there at Craig's, working on the trailer. Hopefully getting there's closer. More. Getting closer. Might have it ready for uh, the test and tune at Millstream in a couple weeks. So Anyway, that's it. that's it for the show this week. Uh, thanks again to Colin Shipley. Uh, good luck to him over there at uh, Farmer City this weekend. Uh, nice chatting with my buddy uh, Rick Eshelman again. Uh, one of my mentors there. Uh, I wish you could see his, his non uh, in front of the microphone persona. It's a little different. Might be a little off color. Really? The same way. Yeah. Really? <laughs> but Rick Eshelman, a great guy. Uh, again, thanks to him for coming on. And uh, we'll see you next uh, next week with uh, the guys from Sandusky. 7 o'clock, Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube. Follow us on all those. You're going to say something, Ron? You're kind of frozen there. I just wanted to uh, note, want you to note that Doug Doc said you're correct, and next weekend is a two-day show. Oh, that's right. I turned off the comments, so I didn't see that. Cool. Excellent. Looking forward to talking to them next Thursday night. And it's not going to be April 1st. And, uh, and yeah, Brian Speedway is, is gone. It's That wasn't a real Brian thing. Is, I, I know no. there might have been like 0.1% that actually believed that. So just in case, you know, I don't want to be... Well, you said that they were going to be racing this summer. <laughs> no, I don't think they are. 
I mean, it's possible, but I don't Swamp think it's buggies. Gonna... Yeah. So. All right, we're out. Let's let's go home. Go eat. Good night, everybody. See ya. Okay. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!